Welcome back <laughs> to Welcome. What Do You Think, Taylor Swift. Yay! <laughs> I'm Hannah. And I'm Madeline. Today, we hope you think of Taylor Swift's gayest hits. We are yeah. going to, yeah, round, well, not even round out. We're still going with our gay stuff coverage um, for Pride Month all through the rest of this podcast. But um, this week, we're going to do some some uh, recaps of Taylor Swift's gayest songs, which we were just talking about as we were going through um, her entire discography. We just kept adding to the list so every it's song. Basically, it's basically the whole thing. I mean, yeah. you can't separate the art from the artist, but today <laughs> we're going to hit on... The things that must be discussed. Yes. Cannot be ignored. Speaking of things that must be discussed, uh, we got a big announcement this week. We sure as heck did. I have had post notifications for Taylor Swift turned on ever since folklore. Mm-hmm. And I've never turned on post notifications for anyone before, but I was like, honestly, I say this in as lovingly terms as possible, but the PTSD that folklore has given me that truly any second folklore and evermore, something huge can happen. So anyways, I'm constantly checking. I lay awake in the middle of the night thinking about when it might happen. And so I saw it. I was like, it's happening. It's a Friday. It's going to be 1989. I clicked on it. It was red. As we all know, I texted Hannah immediately And it's just interesting. I mean, I guess I didn't think 100% that it was going to be 1989. I mean, everything makes sense for it to be 1989, so I don't know why it wouldn't be. But as we kind of discussed when we were talking about Girl in Red and whatever, she's been, like, dropping Easter eggs, hinting at Speak Now 1989 and Red all at once. Mm -hmm. There was some thought that maybe she would drop all three. I'm not mad about any of it. She did tell us that it's coming out November... What is 19th? it? 19th? Yeah. Which is five months away, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Hannah, what are you thinking and feeling? I know. Well, it's equally crazy that like five months away feels horrendous, like so long. And also that in the past year, we have gotten three Taylor Swift albums um, after, you know, a full content drought. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear... 30 fucking songs and the 10 minute version of all too well obviously oh I'm my god a little bit bummed that we're gonna have to wait that long I'm uh, I, I don't know I'm not bummed but I'm I'm kind of surprised I thought that it was gonna be a faster cycle for these um right it's like if at this pace this is gonna take a really long time which I don't want to like decry the work that is re-recording 30 fucking songs that's crazy yeah but I just like my gut my truth is that something went wrong. That mm-hmm. she was supposed to announce 1989 this week, maybe even like a few weeks ago. Something's going wrong with the rollout of 1989. Red was always scheduled for this date in November. And now because something's really wrong with 1989 and it might slash probably won't come before Red, she had to tell us something. She couldn't yeah. ghost us any longer and she just had to put something out. So that's why it's awkwardly like five months away which makes no sense it's like normal artists wouldn't announce something five months away she just needed to say something to keep us at bay and vultures (laughs) um something that i thought i i didn't think about this i was talking to my friend elena and she was like it's really interesting though because she's dropping it after the 
Oscar, not the Oscars, after the Grammy cycle. Um, and I had proposed initially that she was going to try to time these to give us her already won album of the year albums before the next um, like Grammy cycle. So she could try to put these back up for submission. But that means that Red isn't, I mean, it could be, I guess, really like the 2023 Grammys, but like that it seems kind of far off. Um, so that was kind of surprising to me too. But I, I think there's a there's a world where something went wrong. And then I think also like she just is like really fucking with us all the time. She's yeah, like, truly. you little dodos, you thought that I was gonna you were so sure about April 30th, you were so sure about 1989. You know what? Here's red and it's 30 songs long and then we have the 10 minute version of all yeah. too well. But I it's do like think chaos it's chaos theory at this it's point. It's chaos. Like it's yes. truly chaos of like right. If she is doing this intentionally of being like whatever you think I'm just going to do exactly the opposite but mm-hmm. really truly Hannah my gut says that something's wrong like why did they roll out all the 1989 summer merch yeah so and so why for did- context they rolled out all this merch on taylorswift.com whatever mm-hmm. shop from through Taylor Nation that's all of these it's called it's a summer thing collection I'm pretty sure it's just a summer thing yeah and it's all of this stuff in the 1989 color palette mm-hmm. And it was dropped like a week ago. And like, why would we have gotten Wildest Dreams in that yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal movie trailer if People not? People are like, we got that because it was an Easter egg for Jake Gyllenhaal and that was red. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, uh, sure, it works, but no. She's I don't think that was the intent. Like that, no. Yeah. And why would you do so, Wildest Dreams? The horses demanded it. Yeah, the spirit... Of the Cimarron. will only gallop to Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version. Taylor, you answer to animated horses now. <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, so that's the red announcement. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what happens between now and then, if anything. I mean, she said very clearly the next album I will be putting out uh-huh, is this. Right. But I also saw via TikTok recently that... Um, the producer who she worked with for Folklore and Evermore yes. did like a AMA on um, like a Q&A thing on, on Instagram stories. And somebody was like, are you going to work with Taylor Swift again? And he was like, yes, already in the studio, hashtag TS10 or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely said hashtag TS10. Um, hashtag TS, like that is just ultimate chaos theory. Like what's going on? So is she going to drop an album between now and then? I also still... Right. I I completely agree that she said very clearly in that post, the next album I will be releasing is Red, Mm -hmm. November 19th. But I can't stop having a part of me hold out that there might be a surprise 1989 in the coming. Like, I mean, again, this is just me and my full clown makeup saying this, but it's all all there. This would be a great summer to reintegrate blank space into the cultural canon. I would love for us to have a 1989 re-release just so, you know, now that the world is reopening, we could listen to blank space at an outdoor bar. I think we sure as hell can, no matter what, even if Scooter gets those those dollar bills. I I heard also that maybe potentially why she's delaying doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but is that maybe Rihanna and Adele are dropping things this summer? Mm. I w- hope that Rihanna drops something. 
<laughs> Talk I mean, about, thank to- God this isn't a Rihanna podcast. Oh my God, we would be. <laughs> we would be. Sparse. Years, years of drought. The drought was the very worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, just quickly, what do you think of the cover art for Red? Oh, I fucking hate it. I really don't like it at all. I think it is so stupid. I hate that little hat. Those hats. What is the name for those hats? I just remember there like was a, like a like a newsboy cap. Like, but it's not. It's not. It's it not isn't anything. a newsboy cap. It's a slightly abridged version of a newsboy cap, and I don't know what you call it. But I just have the strongest associations with like any tourist that came to New York between like I don't know what the it was. It was past now, but it was like. 2018 let's say any tourist who came to new york from another country or from somewhere else in this country wore those hats and they took pictures in those hats and i just remember Mm -hmm. being in seas of people on the subway and by one world trade center wearing those hats yeah and it's like taylor and okay well what do you think about i i guess my first thing is i didn't even realize it was the album cover when i was looking at it but then i I was either i thought it was just an announcement We're doing these things with no text on the album covers for the Mm -hmm. re-releases because you can't hire a graphic designer. (laughs) I will say, though, that the from like the Instagram stories and the little we've seen, like the the typeface font that she chose to go with for red looks better. Way better. So way, way, way better. So far. Yeah. I mean, we'll see when we when we get to it. But I mean, I'm just looking at it right now. Also, um, I, I didn't put this together when I saw it at first, but it's the same shoot as the like Spotify. You know, when you're listening to Spotify and it shows you the little video clips while you're listening to a song. This is the one for Long Story Short, I think, um, or some song on Evermore. Maybe it's a different song. Um, but so it's the same. It's the same outfit and same fucking hat trench coat combination um <laughs> so yeah she's I really wearing that like in the it. long story short thing it might not be long story short but in one of them yes huh interesting i d- hadn't heard that yeah and it's the red ring thing which people mm-hmm. are talking about like that's what she gave olivia rodrigo yeah, is and olivia she wore it when her? she was recording like 1989 or something like something, i don't think it's yeah. a pretty ring <laughs> I, just I think it's ugly, actually. So, so sorry if this has been cyberbullying Taylor Swift's artistic choices, but but um, I mean somebody has to. We're really excited for thirty songs, and I mean shitting ourselves over ten minute all too well. Yeah, I never thought we would get it. I thought so, it was going to live in <laughs> either forever. Oh. And and it's explicit, so she's definitely saying yes. fuck in all too well, and maybe other places. I Tell did like how she up. said was like I, I like how she said that um like this thirty songs is like what all too well was supposed to be, which I don't feel like she exactly said that with um, fearless. It was like these are from the vault songs, but I I think she's moving away from the from the vault language. Yeah. To just be like, this is the album as it was supposed to be, which I think will include things like Better Man. I'm like pretty confident yeah, we're going to get babe. that now. Babe. It also makes me think about like when she was doing press for the like Fearless re release, she talked about, you know, like not putting those songs on there because her label was like, don't put too many breakup songs on here. Like, you got to tone it down. So it's, I'm sure that that is also part of this is that like she envisioned this as this like insane, sprawling, like, magnum opus of her breakup um and i'll be really interested to see how it unfolds i'm excited i can't wait for the 10 minute version of stay 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 shut up
<laughs> I'll quit this podcast if we get a 10 minute version of what stay, stay, stay. Be careful uh, what you wish for. Uh, um, okay. Well, let's, let's shift gears here and discuss gay songs. Um, so we, as we discussed, we were going through this and we were like, this is too many songs. This is so many songs. So we're only going to do, um, 1989 through lover because when we get to folklore and evermore, it's just too fucking much. It's too much. We're going to get into those at some point, but this would be a seven hour podcast if we tried to do an audio might be honestly. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to break my computer trying to edit this. (laughs) Someday Uh, we'll release the annotated bibliography. Yes. Taylor's entire discography and it will be available in audiobook. But until that day, we give to you 1989 through Lover with more episodes forthcoming. Yes. We'll get into the gayness of, of folklore and evermore because ooh, it's there. Um, Alrighty. Yeah, so let's start off with Out of the Woods. All right. So our first hitter from 1989, Out of the Woods. I mean, I just think so Taylor has um, historically described this song as a song about a relationship that you never really know quite where you stand and you're constantly wondering, are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Are we in the clear yet? Good. Are we in the clear yet? <laughs> so, but how it can easily also be interpreted is that this is a freaking song about bearding. The yeah. whole thing, this is this narrative we see come up again and again with Taylor of like, they are the hunters, we are the foxes, and we run. We're running through the woods. They, the press, the media, heterosexual culture at large are trying to out us. And we're running from them constantly. And so, like, we think that this is about Harry Styles and Taylor bearding for each other. Um, They were built to fall apart, then fall back together. The PR nature of their relationship. They were built to Mm -hmm. get together and break up. Um, Your necklace hanging from my neck the night we couldn't quite forget. When we decided, when we decided. But, like, we have this whole thing of, like, the planned necklaces. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift referring to bearding and these PR stunts in an intelligent way, not just name-dropping these very obvious things that, like, she basically could have sold merch at the 1989 show that was the paper airplane necklace. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And, like, I like to think of it as she's mocking them because it was all a farce. Mm-hmm. It was all a show. And basically that the point is, are we out of the woods yet? Are they, have they stopped speculating about us? But also you can think of it from the reverse point of view too. um, As like, when can we ever be out? Yeah. You know, like if you're hiding a gay relationship and being like, are we out of the woods? When can we come out of the woods? When can we stop being scared of people judging us and just be? And Yeah. Either, right, are we out or, like, are we out of the woods in that, like, everyone has put it together that both of us are gay. Are we out of the woods? Do they buy that this, like, paper airplane necklace garbage is, like, really a relationship? Um, I also just, she released, she dropped on YouTube. Comments are turned off. But I am fucking just, I'm floored by this. I haven't seen anything about it on TikTok. And I need everybody, I'll link it. She just posted to her YouTube channel last week, um, Out of the Woods, and it is the exact same song. It's not a re-record, but the like the picture of the entire video that you see on YouTube just says Pride Month 2021, Out of the Woods. 
what is this? Why are like, comments what is she turned doing? off? Like, it is so confusing and interesting. And I just, it's proof, right? Mm-hmm. It's proof that it's a gay song. Why out of the woods? Like, she could have done, you need to calm down. Or Welcome to New Welcome York. To New York. Like, explicitly gay songs. Why out of the woods? It's about bearding and queerness. I know places is in the same vein here of like the secret relationship energy. But again, like we've talked about this a million times. Everybody knows this is our our beat here. Like <laughs> there is a difference between wanting to have a private life and being terrified all the time of what would happen if people found out about your relationship and the difference is being gay. Yes. And having it define your entire discography of just speaking about secret relationships all the time. What is there to keep that secret when you are someone who is famously known for dating many, many people? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the line, you stand with your hand on my waistline. It's a scene and we're out here in plain sight. I can hear them whisper as we pass by. It's a bad sign. Bad sign. So people talking about them, putting them through their paces. She says, I just like the like assertive nature that Taylor takes in this mm-hmm. um, song. And I really like imagining her with her gay lover, her saying, just take my hand and don't ever drop it. My love. I know places like I'm going to find these places. I know where we can be safe. Follow me. I've got it. Put your hand on my waistline. Yeah. We're going to be good, babe. Abe, Abe, Abe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So then we have Wonderland, which is a canonically Swift Gron, Taylor Swift and Diana Agron song. And we will revisit it um, when we have our Diana Agron episode. Um, but something worth noting is that she talks about her lover having green eyes in both I Know Places and Wonderland. And the only person we can really pin her to that had green eyes in this time period is Diana Agron. And we know Wonderland's about her the green eyes so we can assume that she's also talking about diana in i know places there's the very marked line in wonderland too in love to think straight just her and her gay lover two little foxes yeah and the the real like um nail in the coffin here is that diana agron's tumblr url was either wonderland or like fell down the rabbit hole or something like a line from the song and then she also had a Alice in Wonderland tattoo that reportedly she got removed after um, this album came out and after the end of her relationship with Taylor. So this is all just like deep in Diana stuff. So we're going to come back to this one because this is a chunky. um, There's a lot to unpack in Wonderland. A lot to unpack. Just worth mentioning, as we discussed last time, You Are In Love, one of Taylor Swift's like sweetest, most profound love songs. Um, she mentions You Can Feel It On The Way Home, a la the Instagram post we talked about with her and Carly coming home from the Big Sur road trip, and it's captioned On The Way Home, period. And again, that shows up in one of Taylor's most romantic songs ever. Um, she also mentions in this song, The Light Reflects The Chain On Your Neck. Uh, Carly has a gold K necklace that she wears, and she also gave Taylor a gold T necklace, not for Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you are in love is about Troy Bolton. Um, (laughs) Which makes canonically gay also. (laughs) Okay. Next up, how you get the girl, which um, is about how you literally win over a girl. 
Taylor has said the song How You Get the Girl is a song I wrote about how you get the girl back if you ruin the relationship somehow and she won't talk to you anymore. Like if you broke up with her and then kind of left her on her own for six months and then you realize you miss her. All the steps you'd have to do to edge your way back into her life because she's probably mad at you. Kind of a tutorial. So this is like the beginning IMO of Taylor's like I love women from a man's perspective. Um, well, but I mean, we can, but we can trace that even back to like, I fell in love with a careless man's. Oh yeah. Daughter. And I mean, Romeo like, and Juliet, not Romeo and Juliet. Right. Jesus. Um, love story. <laughs> love story. I sometimes call it that too, but right. Like she's been doing this, but I think how you get the girl is like the weirdest way she does it because it's so vague and it is so like an instruction manual. Like there are not very many like specifics in the song, how you get the girl. It's just like, this is what you do. But I do think this explanation, the quote you read from Taylor, it's like, yeah, Taylor, tell us more. sounds like something that maybe happened to you. Like she just keeps mm-hmm. going, like maybe you left her alone for six months and then you kind of realize you miss her. I don't know. She's probably I just... mad at you. There's, yeah, it's too, this is very like somebody who just got broken up with and won't stop talking about being broken up with. Understandable. But like you're going a little too far into detail here. I think my personal take is that this is about how Taylor got back Carly and she's so proud mm-hmm. of herself that she literally wrote this song about it. I mean, another interpretation obviously is that this is how Carly got her back. Um, and she was sad. She was left alone for six months. Carly turned around. I've also and read did this about this. being about Diana. Oh, interesting. Yeah, definitely. Either of them. I just always assumed Carly, yeah. but, um, I what makes me think that it's Carly is just I really like this one line where she mm-hmm. talks about remind her how it used to be yeah with pictures in frames of kisses on cheeks cheeks Eeks. but like what's the like literally like the only picture I can think of of Taylor kissing someone on the cheek in like just the two of them in that photo is the black and white photo of Carly and Taylor in on yeah. their big sur trip of Taylor kissing Carly on the cheek yeah. I've never seen a picture of her with a man kissing. No, I them can't on think of. Cheek. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how you get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then two just just little hits from the last the tail end of the album are um, new romantics, which I would just like to read verbatim Madeline's notes here. <laughs> We're the new romantics. Parentheses gay. Come on, come along with me. <laughs> I mean, I just, I was listening to New Romantics a few days ago and I was like, this is a super gay song. Like, it sounds like hanging out with your queer friends, going to the yes. club, being like, we're the New Romantics. I mean, it makes me think of like Euphoria and Gen Z and everyone mm-hmm. on TikTok, like, we're the New Romantics. Like, just, yeah, fluid sexuality and being like, come on, come along with us. We Heartbreak wear it proudly, is the national anthem. Yeah, we wear it proudly. Mm, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the obvious welcome to New York, want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls. I mean, it's literally hilarious that <laughs> the most, the most, <laughs> the most um, explicitly, okay, yeah, it, the most explicitly queer songs were like, I don't care. Yeah. But um, obviously, welcome to New York is an actually gay song. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about reputation, which I, I'm excited for Taylor to re-record reputation so we can, um, really dig our teeth into it in a new light. But this album is so gay. This is the Carly album. Um, So we kick ourselves uh, off with Don't Blame Me, which we had talked about before, but I would fall from grace just to touch your face. As we discussed from before, like you don't need to fall from grace to date a man. Um, 
but it is unpacking a lot of internalized homophobia and Christianity for her to think about touching Carly's face. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got trip of my life, which is a reference to big Sur, Definitely. Halo, Halo. hiding my obsession. Who wore a fucking halo all the time? As a Victoria's secret angel, Miss Carly Kloss. Um, I once was poison Ivy, but now I'm your Daisy. I mean, again, that is a fact point from our DBQ. So there's no (laughs) challenging that one. Um, I also like, we have this whole theme all throughout reputation of her explicitly saying, I use men. I don't like Mm -hmm. them. I use them. Toys, literal toys. Yeah, literal toys, she says, and don't play me. Toying with them older guys, just play things for me to use. And then, so she literally says, boys are toys. And then she says, something happened for the first time in the darkest little paradise. I think this whole thing about like something happening for the first time, very, very queer. Mm -hmm. Delicate. God, this song is so gay. This song is just so, 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 so gay. Um, some like specific uh, like line by line examples. Third floor on the west side, me and you. Carly's apartment in the West Village. The master bedroom is on the third floor. Tumblr has access to her floor plan somehow. Um, dark <laughs> jeans and your Nikes, which we've talked about. Carly was a Nike ambassador at this time, and it's also just like tonally so gay. Like, is it is it okay? Like, it, there's so much longing. There's so much like trepidation happening here, and. Like a lot of the songs on this album, it is gender neutral. There's a lot of yous, and we've talked about the you versus him before. But this song specifically is there's no there's no he there's no even pretense of he. Yeah, I think similarly gorgeous, gorgeous and delicate mm-hmm. kind of seem like a a package to me of that they're usually attributed to Joe Alwyn, but there really is a lot of proof um, for them being actually about Carly when you look closer. Or this is where the timeline gets really confusing about, like, what is Carly? What is Joe? What is Joe filling in for Carly um, as a PR plant? And, right, like, just switching out things. Like, he's another blonde person who looks exactly like Carly as a man. He wears dark jeans and Nike. So does Carly. Like, they'll they'll put anything you want to replace Joe for Carly. Mm-hmm. So I just think this is where like the lines get really blurry. But anyways, um, yeah, there's just no way that you call Joe Allen gorgeous. He's an attractive <laughs> man, but like gorgeous, gorgeous is a word that you use to describe a supermodel. And who do we know who's a supermodel? One Carly Kloss. Um, you should think about the consequence of you touching my hand in a crowded room. <laughs> I mean, again, what's the consequence? What's the consequence? Um, Perhaps that crowded room is the 1975 concert, Hannah notes. Ding, ding, ding. Or perhaps the Knicks game could be literally any, the Victoria's Secret fashion show even. Hmm. Totally. And I mean, again, here's just she dunks on men. She says, I've got a boyfriend. He's older than us. He's in the club doing I don't know what. I still freaking love that line. It's just like, I don't care. The fact that I have boyfriends doesn't mean anything. And you can clearly clearly see in this song like where her allegiances lie and that these titles, these relationship titles that we're supposed to think about don't really mean that much because she's clearly infatuated with someone else. Um, And she also says there's nothing I hate more than what I can't have, which we know that's true for Taylor. And I just think that's a really gay, closeted, but also top vibe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, Dancing With Our Hands Died, which is, I would argue, the official Kaler anthem. Um, I mean, the lyrics of this are crazy. I love you in really secret. It's really sad and beautiful. It's really sad, song. yeah. It's really grown on me, this one. Um, I loved you in secret, first sight, yeah, we love without reason. I loved you in spite of deep fears that the world would divide us. Dancing With Our Hands Died, just like generally the premise of this song is like, it almost explicitly saying like in public we can be best friends we can do everything but we can't be what we actually are you know and then god i'd kiss you as the lights went out swaying as the room burned down that is just a direct reference to kissgate there's like nothing else that could like you literally did kiss her as the lights went out you were swaying because you were both really drunk as the room burned down i like you got spotted i just yeah think- the the whole like dancing with our hands had exactly what you're saying of like there's this thin line that you walk as like two women being in love of like you can be super like kissy kissy touchy touchy like mm-hmm. friends like that's just what you do right but it's like you can't exactly what you're saying like be what you really are like have people know that it's like woman crush Wednesday in a real way yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah, and I think this song also captures the, like, really exhilarating part of that. Like, it's it's very toxic, definitely, but there is something, like, really exciting about having this, like, secret Everyone you thinks and this that other they know person, us, but they know but they nothing, know nothing about. about... Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we're getting out of ourselves here. Um, but there there's, like, something really exhilarating, like about this kind of relationship where you and the person you are with are the only ones who like actually know what's going on. Like it's really, you guys are in your own thing and nobody else really knows. But also I think the song equally captures like how fucking depressing and isolating and unhealthy it is to be in a situation where you are scared all the time about your relationship and where your relationship is equally dominated by like, excitement and exhilaration and anticipation and like fear and shame and hiding. Absolutely. I think just again, this is also kind of the start of where Mm -hmm. we get these constant references to Taylor referring to like her love is either two things like blue or golden and the affection of her love being golden and she's blue. So she says, my love had been frozen deep blue, but you painted me golden. When we see references to golden, we can be pretty sure that that is speaking about Carly. So she painted her golden. Yeah. Let's talk about dress. Oh my God. Well, dress is like the actually the gayest song. Dress is gayer than you need to calm down. Way gayer than Welcome to New York. I mean, just this song is, yeah, a WLW anthem. I mean, we you get know golden that, like, up the wazoo in this. I also, just, like, the energy of this song is very much like Taylor being into that, like, you know, all over Pinterest and Tumblr thing that's like, women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also women who they're fucking. So we've got our secret moments in a crowded room. They have no idea about me and you. Everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing about all of the silence silence and waiting, pining, and anticipation. And it's like, who pines? Who anticipates? Who's silent? Gay people. (laughs) 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 She says, 
point blank. I don't want you like a best friend. There's literally no need to say that. Carve your name into my bedpost. I kind of want to pull up the lyrics for this. Uh, yeah, I, I just need to like look at it directly. It's insane. It's like staring into the sun. It's insane. Okay, our secret moments in a crowded room. They've got no idea about me and you. There's an indentation in the shape of you. Major mark on me, a golden tattoo. Golden? No, it's Carly. Also, yeah. they got those golden tattoos at Drake's birthday the party. Flash tats, yes. All of this silence and patience got gay. <laughs> Finding in anticipation, also gay. My hands are shaking from holding back from you. Gay, gay, gay. (laughs) Say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. There, she's referring to the Vogue best friend video. Yeah, and she says her name Taylor. Nobody's like, yeah, you and Joe Allen. You guys are you were best friends. Good old buddies, <laughs> you and Joe. Like, what the fuck? No. We did it, Only Joe. bought this dress so you could take it off. Carve your name into my bedpost because I don't want you like a best friend. Only bought this dress so you could take... Oh, my God. And then we have inescapable. I'm not even going to try. And if I get burnt, at least we were electrified. I'm spilling water <laughs> in the bathtub. You kiss my face. You don't both drunk. baths with Ben and Juan. <laughs> that is like Oprah shit. That's the girliest stuff I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Wines and bathtub are for women only. There are you, no straight people drink wine and take baths together. <laughs> If you're a straight person listening to this and you want to refute this point, I will ask you politely, don't. I actually would like to know. <laughs> so if you do, let us know. Because when the I first heard that, I, I was that like, that's so a- weird. You kiss my face and we're both drunk. Like, I imagine someone, like, kissing like kissing your face. Like, you aim for the lips. You <laughs> hit, like, between nose and cheek. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're I both just- drunk. Like, your, your depth perception isn't all there. Everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing about the baths. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> um, that makes me think of the, the that terrible gay movie I watched recently with um, Charlotte from Sex and the City, and she takes a milk bath with her <laughs> nanny, who she's having like a psychosexual affair with. Um, anyways. <laughs> Only bought this dress so you could take it off. You made your mark on me a golden tattoo. Only mm-hmm. bought this dress so you could take it off. Also, who cares about dresses? Someone named Carly Claus, who is a supermodel. Mm-hmm. Fun fact that um, I forgot to include. I saw Carly in the West Village when I had just bought a dress. Not so she could take it off. But I had <laughs> left work to go to the Stodd sample sale. And I bought a dress. And I walked out. And who was literally there in the flesh walking past me? Carly Claus. And her two people, and I was just leaving with the dress, and all I could think was the song, but also just <laughs> seeing her. You have run after her. Only bought this dress so you could take it off. You know? I would be arrested. I would be yeah. absolutely arrested. She was so tall. She was with two men, I'm pretty sure, um, but like friend vibes. And she really, truly looked like a giraffe. Um like, that's something that they call each other for, like, a pet name. There's something yeah. between Carly and Taylor about That's how, like, Carly giraffes. describes herself. Yeah. Yeah. And she she really does look like a giraffe. But she was, I mean, she was beautiful. But it was really weird to see her as a real-life person in the West Village, which Taylor talks about her being in the West Village so many times, which shall we discuss next. Yeah. Oh, also this song, um, I, I don't remember if we've already talked about this, but she dedicates a live mm-hmm. performance of Dress, um, 
like in all of her in, in on the reputation tour to a lesbian dancer. Loe Fuller is this woman's name. Yes, Loe Fuller um, was an American dancer and she was a very big deal. Um, a pioneer of both modern dance and theatrical lighting technique. But anyways, she's gay. And um, on tour, Taylor would, one, have this like big thing behind her with like in the bisexual flag colors um, mm-hmm. saying like this song is dedicated to Loie Fuller, like a activist and artist and visionary. Anyway, so there's a lot of stuff happening here with this lesbian dancer, um, which I just think is really rich. It is such a rich tax and like such a crazy thing for her to include literally on tour. And yeah, like in the videos that mm-hmm. show on the stage and tour. And like, we don't know what her relationship to this woman is and no. how it's relevant. And she's never really spoken about it. So, but she dedicates but like this for the gay her. song. She dedicates it to an openly gay woman. Yeah. Mm. Who also, I think the deal with Loie Fuller is that she, she was like, she really fought for artists rights too. So mm-hmm. there's there's that tie-in, and it just seems like Taylor sees herself in her. <laughs> Wonder why. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I just got a notification that someone tried to log into my Instagram from St. Petersburg, Russia. <laughs> um, so that's ah, an exciting thing that just happened fun. on the side. But instead of address that, I'm going to talk about I did something bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> do not care about cybersecurity. Only care about Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> um, okay, so just honorable mentions to I did something bad and ready for it. Um, just more about like men are play yeah. things. Um, ready for it. No one has to in know. In the middle of the night, gay Fantasia. <laughs> That's what Madeline wrote. <laughs> well, I just mean like ready for it is like no one has to know what we do in the middle of the yeah. night. In yeah. my dreams. You should also, see the I things toss we in, do. Um, That's Taylor's gay Fantasia. <laughs> I want to toss in. Um, so it goes to this listing, which oh I don't really listen to that song that much. But weird song. Weird song, but um, scratches. The, yeah, exactly. It would come come here dressed in black now. So 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 it goes scratches down your back now. Like hmm, feels girly. who gave you scratches down your back, Taylor? All right, let's talk um, about Lover. Lover. This lover, is really lover, lover. Carly as New York. Yes. Love letter to New York. Lover is New York. Um, um I just how the her. fuck is Joe Alwyn New York? He's British. He's not. He's literally British. So, so none of this is I yeah, no. Um okay, Cruel Summer. I have to say that um usually Madeline and I, when a new Taylor Swift album comes out, we listen to it together, either virtually or in person. And when Lover came out, we were living together, but Madeline was at home um in Minnesota. And so I sent my thoughts in an email. <laughs> um, while I listened to it on the train on the way to work. And then Madeline was also sending me her thoughts. And um, her first note of Cruel Summer was that I was going to be obsessed with it. And she was right. I am fucking obsessed with this song. I think it's so good. Um, but this song is also so gay and so about Carly. And also Annie Clark co-wrote and co-produced this song. And I think okay, plays Saint guitar Vincent. on the song. Yeah, like, so lesbian extraordinaire, speaking of which, also as a sidebar, um, you know, okay, Abby Jacobson dated Carrie Brownstein, who had previously dated St. Vincent, Annie Clark. They broke up. Previ- like, a couple weeks ago, Abby was at, she posted an Instagram. She was at some, like, hotel 
like art installation that went along with St. Vincent's album release, like hanging out with St. Vincent. So the web is getting weirder and weirder. That's I don't crazy. think they're dating, but something is happening. So whatever. Anyways, Coral Zummer. Um, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. I snuck in through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. Q, literally, there are so many paparazzi photos of Taylor exiting or entering Carly's apartment through an actual literal garden gate. Also, who has a garden gate in New York? Literally no one. One person. Carly. Carly Claus. Yeah. There's no way that this song is about a man. No. Then we've got Cornelia Street. Beautiful song. Again, it's about... Carly, sacred new beginnings that became my religion. We have this whole thing where like mm-hmm. newfound religion that we kind of talked about with don't blame me. Like religion is replaced for like a newfound faith in this love that you've discovered, which is queer, but you can yes. put your faith in it as opposed like it's your religion now. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I just would like to toss out a theory about London boy, which is that maybe it falls in the same category as, um, like blank space yeah or yeah like it's not i i i hate that song i think it's one of taylor's worst songs um but i i'm going to choose to believe that it's like a satirical nod to the pr relationship of tom hiddleston specifically like you know i love a london boy i love a london boy so much i love doing all these dumb touristy things like here's all these things i can just list because i love a london boy wink wink um i also agree that the only way i can sleep at night is to believe that this is a satirical song and it's kind of funny it's kind of funny it's like if you can think about it as like a satirical version of like american boy i -hmm. think it's funny yeah as like everyone thinks that I'm in love with all these British men, but jokes on you, my lovers at home behind the garden gate. Where I sneak in. Yeah, definitely making fun of the Tom Hiddleston stuff for sure. I hope. I pray. Yeah. Um, we just have to shout out me and you need to calm down. Again, the two actually gay songs on this album, which we have discussed. Um yeah, but I'd rather talk about, about Afterglow. Yes. Take us uh- there. So, I mean, as we discussed before, we have Taylor and Carly boxing in the Bad Blood music video. We've mm-hmm. never heard her talk about boxing before. Direct lyrical quote from Afterglow. Fighting with a true love is boxing with no gloves. Chemistry till it blows up, till there's no us. Such a good line. Um, good. She also talks about why do I have to go and break what I love so much? It's on your face and I'm to blame, I need to say. And to me, that reads like how you get the girl part two. Of, like, mm-hmm. this time, Taylor's not hiding behind the artifice of, like, this supposed situation between these two people. She's saying, like, why did I have to break what I loved so much? It's on your face. And this time, I actually need to say all the things that she's telling someone else to say and how you get the girl. Yeah. So I, I think like that this, read. Yeah. I think this is how you get the girl part two. Taking the onus for herself. And I think it's about the same subject, Carly Kloss. Yeah, we'll toss out to the man also where she says, you know, she's referring to herself as like getting bitches and models. Right. And I just think like she compares herself. There's some interesting gender stuff happening in the man. Like, of course, we can read it as like feminism 101, Mm -hmm. like very first wave. Like I would I would be the man if I was a man. (laughs) You would like me and respect me because I make big business moves. Um, But I also just think it's really interesting. She's comparing herself to 
Leonardo DiCaprio and Saint-Tropez being like, you love him because he gets bitches and models. But guess what? I also get bitches and models, which I just think yeah. is freaking hilarious. Like, it's hilarious on the squad goals front, but it's also hilarious at the fact that she's actually getting bitches and models. She's yes. dating a supermodel. And that's just high camp. I love it. Um, False God, this song to me, I like recently revisited Lover. Um, I think pre-Fearless when I was in a, a content um, a drought. This song is really good and this song is really gay. Echoes of Don't Blame Me and like the lines, I know heaven's a thing. I go there when you touch me. Honey, hell is when I fight with you. But we can patch it up good. Make confessions and we're begging for forgiveness. Religion's in your lips. The altar is my hip. This song is about Even if it's a, This <laughs> Yes, it is. This song is her version of that... Um, the girl in red song, Did You Did Come? You come? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Pull <laughs> your tongue. Make her come 20 times. Yeah. I just think, them. like, what do gay people do more than that? Um, sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Okay. All right. So I also just thought this was funny. Like, yes. we were stupid to jump in the ocean separating us. Remember how I'd fly to you. That just reminds me of, like, what you were talking about before, Hannah, with, like, all the secret times they were actually visiting each other mm-hmm. when she was on the 1989 world tour and making it seem like they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, and this is also, like, a really good example, that line of, like, how easy it is to sub in Joe with, like, slight shifts totally. in lyrics, you know? Like, they're not, like, when Joe and Taylor were, like, starting their relationship, whatever, like, when they started to be... Together. Forced, mm-hmm, um, they were not separated by an ocean. Like, but it's really easy to be like, well, he is British, she is American. Mm-hmm. Ocean separating us. Zing, ding, ding. Joe Allen, and not actually realize that this is about Carly Gloss, but yeah. Okay, now we're going to talk about Daylight. Last song, Daylight, which, ah, uh, Daylight is like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever. You heard that right, mm-hmm. people, ever. And I just think it deserves to be talked about more. Whatever read you have on this song, it's so beautiful, but I just think it sums up everything that we've been talking about. Like, I love this. She says, maybe you ran with the wolves and refused to settle down. Cough, cough, out of the woods. I know places. Maybe I've stormed out of every single room in this town. Uh, How you get the girl and afterglow throughout our cloaks and our daggers because it's morning now. It's brighter now. Reputation, generally. And I mean, like, that whole narrative just sounds like a coming out song, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we've done all permutations of this. And we're coming out into the daylight, which I just Mm -hmm. think this song is a huge, huge point in the camp of that lover was supposed to be a coming out album for her and Carly or just Mm -hmm. her. And it kind of faltered at the come up. But I mean, this is a coming out song like we are out of the woods. We're in the daylight. Um, And I just think it's so beautiful when she says, I can still see it all in my mind. All of you, all of me intertwined like a golden tattoo. I once believed love would be black and white reputation, but it's golden, golden. Golden. It's Carly. Back and forth from New York, singing in your bed, third floor on the west side, Carly's bed. Mm -hmm. Back and forth, traveling to see each other. I once believed love would be burning red. I also think there's a notion of like, I once believed love would be all these things with all these men. Yeah. But it's completely different. It's golden Mm -hmm. with you, Carly Claude. It's a girl. 
Yeah, that's why it's like I once believed all of these things about love. And what is so hugely different is not that I am dating Joe Allen. It is that like I actually like women. Yeah. And again, I think just like we have a song freaking called Gold Rush, which we'll talk about later. That's we know is about Carly, like no beyond a shadow of a doubt. And it's like so gold matters gold matters and this is like a magnum opusy type song where she says mm-hmm. like my love like love at the pinnacle of when it's good and when it's right is golden and who's the person that we associate with golden it's carly carly it's not joe yeah this song is really so beautiful and i think it's like also in the same canon as when we were talking about the archer recently of mm-hmm. that being like a really interesting um like pretty reflective and um, like self-referential song. This one is that too. And this one I think doesn't like, I think because again, like this, the release of this album got so wacko with like shifting it to be a album about Joe Allen um, instead of a coming out album. Like this song is really beautiful and really well-written and like where she says burning red in the same cadence as the song red. Oh, it sends me. It sends. Yeah. It's about Carly. And like, right. Just the ending of the song, it's golden, like daylight. You got to step into the daylight and let it go. Just let it go. And then she has that whole spoken word part where she's like, I want to be defined by the things I love, not the things I'm afraid of, but by the things I love. Like that is, that's like, her coming out narrative is that spoken word piece. That's her like Instagram post. Yeah, completely. I, I don't want to be defined by the things I hate. I want to be defined by the things I love. That is right. That is Taylor Swift coming out to the degree. I mean, it, it's just really, it makes me so sad because it does actually honestly feel so clear in this song that it never got to be as explicitly stated as it seems like yeah. it was intended to be. But what and a beautiful song. Gleaming, <laughs> twinkling. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to get into folklore and evermore um, because that just added so much, so much literature to the canon. Um, God, so yeah. much to discuss. I mean, we could do an entire episode about Ivy. My God. Yeah, I want a whole episode about Ivy. I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Get comfortable. Um, All right. Well. But yeah, so these are um, just a quick hit. Um, I'll drop a playlist of these songs and we'll add to it when we get to Folklore and Evermore. Amazing. Um, But yeah, this has been Taylor Swift's Gayest Hits. Until next time. if you have any um, ads. And if you drink wine in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) 